The Holy Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Holy Spirit The advocate whom the Father will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Where have I seen this before? This just looks so familiar. I asked myself as I was perusing the websites for Augustana Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska, with its characteristic bright green and blue background and its signature logo, one of those, the outline of that Christian fish symbol with the word think in the middle of it, and then shaded with all the colors of the rainbow, a very bright Microsoft Word art image. I was waiting in line at the TSA checkpoint at Hopkins International Airport in Cleveland. On my way back to Chicago for my second semester of my second year of seminary at the Lutheran School of Theology, and I had just gotten an email from the seminary field education office with the paperwork of this prospective internship congregation attached. Now, reading through it, I didn't think much of it. I mean, it was paperwork. There was nothing special about that. But then I went to their website, and I'm scrolling through it, and the wheels began to turn. Where have I seen this before? So a little Googling and some thoughts later, I remembered. About two years earlier, I was sitting in a seminary classroom for my first class, The Theology of Martin Luther King, Jr., And we had just finished watching a documentary called A Time for Burning about an all-white Lutheran congregation in the mid-1960s in Omaha struggling to come to terms with the idea of doing ministry with a neighboring all-black Lutheran congregation. 
Now, wondering what that congregation was like now, closed even, maybe, I took to Google. And then there was that bright green and blue background, the rainbow Think Fish logo, even the Reconciling in Christ logo, proclaiming Augustana's welcome to people of all ages and classes and colors and ethnic origins and sexual orientations and abilities. Needless to say, the congregation had changed a lot since a time for burning was filmed. And so there I was two years after watching this movie and looking this congregation up for the first time, reading the paperwork for that very same congregation that would become my internship placement. It was a moment that felt like more than just a coincidence. Serendipitous, I like to say, a word I don't get to use very often. It's hard to say what exactly the Holy Spirit is, right? God the Father, the Creator, we've got that one down. Jesus, we know that pretty well. But the Holy Spirit is a little more vague. But in moments like that one at the TSA checkpoint in Cleveland's airport, I am certain that the Spirit exists and is up to something. Moments that make you scratch your head and wonder, huh, where have I seen this before? So today we celebrate the Holy Spirit on this feast day of Pentecost, an ancient Jewish uh, harvest and religious festival that took on a distinctive Christian flavor with the events that unfold in Acts 2, as we just heard read. And it's a familiar story to all of us. We hear it every year. And it's not difficult to answer the question, where have I heard this before? Literally every Pentecost day. But this year, I'm a little more attracted to John's Holy Spirit. The advocate, he calls it. A word that might even conjure up images of a courtroom, imagining the Holy Spirit as a lawyer or legal advocate. Or, more broadly, simply as one who advocates for someone, who stands up for them, who accompanies them, walks with them. And I love that image for the Holy Spirit. It's a lot more tangible and concrete than wind and fire, although those images are powerful too. But this image of the advocate, the one who walks with us, and stands up for us, even lends itself to seeing the people in our lives who have nurtured and formed us as instruments themselves of the Holy Spirit. Parents and grandparents, teachers, pastors, friends, spouses, anyone in our lives. But there's another quality to John's Holy Spirit, too, that's just as powerful the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have said to you. And so this Advocate, the Holy Spirit, is also the Holy Reminderer. It's a hard word to say. But the one who shows up not to show us necessarily something new, although that happens sometimes, 
but to remind us of something that has always been. The one who makes us ask, where have I seen this? Where have I heard this before? And so it makes me wonder, this passage falls in the middle of John's gospel, but it's part of Jesus' extended farewell speech to his disciples. And so it's kind of at the end of Jesus' ministry. And so I wonder, years later, long after Jesus was gone, long after life had returned to normal for the disciples, did they ever pause when they were at a wedding feast and handed a glass of wine? Did they remember him and what signs and miracles he was capable of? Or maybe at a family dinner, the smell of fish filling the room, the crumbly feel of the soft bread in their hands. Did they think of that day when they fed so many people that it all seemed impossible? Or whenever they would return to the temple in years to come to pray, to be with their worshiping community, among the clamor and the chatter of the fellow worshipers and the temple priests, could they still hear the echo of the crash of the tables that he overturned in holy anger when his father's house had been turned into a marketplace? Or maybe even just when bathing with the feel of the cool water against their skin, washing away the dirt, the grime, could they still see how he knelt down to wash their calloused, blistered feet and hear the new commandment of love that he gave them? The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will remind you of all that I have said to you and done for you. The disciples had experienced so much with Jesus, from being called away from their ordinary, everyday lives into something extraordinary, to follow the Word made flesh, and to be invited into a community of friendship so radically different than anything they had ever known. They had seen miracles of abundance, of water turned into the best wine, of bread and fish enough to feed thousands, of healings and teachings that testified to God's deep abiding love for God's people, a yearning to be in relationship with them, to walk with them, to accompany them, to be with them, to be their advocate. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, will remind you of all that I have said to you and done for you, this is the promise and the presence of Jesus for his disciples when he is no longer with them physically. And this is the promise and the presence of Jesus for us in our times. Whether it's the celebration of a wedding, the taste of the best wine, the smell of grilled fish, the feel of crumbly bread, the clamor of temple activity, or the refreshment of cool water, all of these seemingly normal, everyday things became reminders for the disciples of something more. Reminders of what God can do with ordinary things. 
This past week, I had the opportunity to visit Alice's Garden on the north side of Milwaukee. Has anyone been to Alice's Garden? So you know the labyrinth they have there, right? This, uh, the labyrinth that we're attempting to construct as part of our campaign here. They have an outdoor labyrinth that's uh, it's like bordered with um, like small herbs and plants. It's very natural and wild. Um, and so I was able to go there for a guided labyrinth walk. And when our group reached the center of the labyrinth, one of the women in our group remarked that the feel of the wind against her face is so renewing for her. And wind is such another appropriate symbol for the Holy Spirit this Pentecost day. And it's another way that the ordinary can remind us of the sacred, the power and renewing power of the spirits. These sense memories have great power to awaken feelings of nostalgia in us, right? The visual sight of a church web page that I had seen two years before, or the sound of, of a familiar song that you danced to at your high school prom or wedding, or the smell of fresh-baked cookies that mom swears is her special recipe, but is really the recipe on the back of Nestle Tollhouse chocolate chips. Her special recipe, though. But these sense memories that remind us not necessarily of something completely new, but something that already exists. That's the whole point of a memory. We have seen this. We have heard this. We have experienced this before. This is familiar. John's Holy Spirit, the advocate, is like that. The Holy Reminderer. The one who points us back to the love of God that hovered over the waters at creation. That led God's people out of slavery and exile. That came among us as Jesus of Nazareth the one who holds us still today in the love of God and carries us in that love into the future, even when we don't feel it, and especially in those moments when we most need it. Today and every Sunday, or Thursdays now in the case of Christ the King, we get to experience another sense memory. When we take that wafer, that piece of bread, in our hands, dip it in the wine and taste that sweetness of the wine or juice. We remember and experience the love of God that is given and poured out for us. The love that always has been, that is now, and that always will be. That love in this sacred meal, but even more in the ordinary moments of our lives too. So take time to pay attention. Pay attention to your body, to those around you, to what we see and hear and feel and smell and taste. And just maybe, God, the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, the Holy Reminderer is trying to tell us something. Amen.